Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro, and training camp continues at the Novacare Complex. And I want to remind you, because it's very important, the Eagles not on the field in full pads until August 17th. So what they're doing now is getting everyone what they call acclimated to the program. And really what the Eagles are doing now with meetings, with their conditioning work, with their 60-minute walkthroughs, which turn into 90-minute walkthroughs later in the week, is what they would have done in the spring during the organized team activities. Of course, the Eagles missing all of that as they held a virtual off-season program, uh, but they're getting the time in now. So it's a gradual bit of work to August 17th, and then there are 14 padded practices, no preseason games, September 13th at Washington. It's right around the corner. In this Eagles Insider Podcast, we're going to explore a little bit the cornerback position and specifically Darius Slay and what his presence means to the Eagles as a one-on-one matchup threat against the opposition's best wide receiver. And we'll hear from assistant head coach, running backs coach Deuce Staley about second-year back Miles Sanders. The Eagles are not going to hold back on Miles. We heard that from Doug Peterson earlier in the week. What does Deuce think of Miles Sanders heading into his second NFL season? We'll visit there as well. But I want to start with a rookie. And Sean Bradley is kind of living the dream. Grew up in Rancocas Valley, New Jersey. Went to Temple University. Was a sixth-round draft pick of the Philadelphia Eagles. He comes into a linebacker position that, quite frankly, is pretty wide open. Defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz last week saying that there are no household names here in Philadelphia, but that there is a lot of speed, more speed than Schwartz has had in his four seasons as defensive coordinator. That is exciting. What is unknown is how it all shakes out between now and the start of the regular season. Bradley is vying for a roster spot. He's excited for the opportunity. And sure, just like all of us, he has some goosebumps the first time he walked into the Novacare Complex. So here we go, some one-on-one time with Eagles rookie linebacker, Sean Bradley. In the sixth round, pick number 196 overall of Eagles Select from Temple University linebacker, Sean Bradley. He joins me, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Sean, how are you? And I gotta ask you, man, uh, all these months that have gone by, you finally walk into the Novacare Complex as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. Take me through the experience and what you felt inside. Um, I mean, it's honestly been an unbelievable experience, man. I, I couldn't even explain the feeling. You know, I've been dreaming of this since I was a kid, since I was a child. You play football for all these years, and all you think about is, Damn, I can't wait to get to that point, man. So walking in here, I was like a kid seeing Christmas for the first time, you know, walking big eye and looking around at everything. I'm checking everything out. It was just unbelievable, man. It's great, great so far. I know you saw that Lombardi trophy when you walk in. Uh, did it give you a sense of you know, what the goal is as a member of this football team? First thing I looked at when I when I walked in here was that trophy, and it gave me the chills, man. I just stared at it for a little bit. You know, you see a conference championship in college, then you see that, and that's a whole different ball game, man. So I looked at everything on the wall, and it was just it just shook me up, man. I'm just excited. Sean, how have you become a better football player in a very different preparation period here, not being on the field? Have you been able to, do you think, improve yourself as a player in other ways? 
Yeah, for sure. I think my mental game has improved. You know, I, I've definitely, you know, with the off-season program and, and doing virtual workouts, I, I was able to take notes and learn the playbook a little bit. So the key thing is just, you know, being prepared and being focused and, and making sure everything is precise. Do you have any sense very early here about just how complex things are going to be for you in terms of responsibility at the linebacker position? Yeah, a little bit, for sure. They keep telling us, you know, I, I've talked to people around the building about how, how it's going to be, but uh, I take it day by day with me, man. I'm just ready to keep learning. I'm ready to wait for these vets to get in so I can pick their brains even more and, you know, try to learn from them and, and just find my way, man. That's all I want. Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator, talked to the media, and he said that this group of linebackers is – as fast or faster than he's had since he's been here. I mean, how important is speed? Can you kind of take speed versus brawn versus power? I mean, what does it really take to excel at the highest level? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I know the I know the linebacker position specifically has uh, has transferred in the last couple of years. It went from being you know two sixty to to now they're slimming down because you got to run with guys like Tariq Hill, Odell Beckham, and things like that. So I think speed is very important in, in the linebacker position, able to cover and things like that. So you know, I'm I'm ready, man. I'm just working on the strength now, getting that all part of it. I'm ready to go, man. I saw in your Eagles bio that your first ever job was at IHOP. And I wondered, uh, have you kind of reflected on the journey that has gotten you to this point? Yeah, man, it's been crazy. You know, IHOP was my first job when I was like 18. I haven't had a job since, never worked or anything like that. And that was the first thing my dad said to me, man. He was like, the Eagles gave my baby boy their first job. It's something to remember. So it's definitely crazy, man. Now I just got to take this and just run with it, man. And one of your quotes that you like also in your bio, Michael Jordan said, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So how has that really kind of applied to you in your football career? My whole life I've had adversity. I've had to work through things. So, you know, I felt like every chance I get, I got to make the most of it. The one second I slip up, the one second I don't take advantage of my opportunity is the minute I miss something. So for me, it's just always been, you know, taking advantage of your opportunity, doing what's in front of you and, and making it happen. Will you in any way, Sean, miss not being in a classroom in college? I will not miss that at all. <laughs> <laughs> How, what, what's, your, what's your study game like? I mean, you got to go to a whole new level here in the NFL knowing what your responsibilities are. Yeah, so, you know, in college, that was my main thing. You know, when I, my sophomore year, when I first started starting, I was in the film room with my coach every single day, learning and learning and learning. And that's what I pride myself on. So, you know, taking notes and, and watching the film at my own by myself, that's something I take pride on. So it's just, you know, it's, it's been good for me because that's what I like to do. What goals do you have for training camp? to make this team and help this team be better. Love it. Sean Bradley, Eagles linebacker. Thanks so much for joining me. Good luck in training camp. Look forward to seeing you on the field. Thank you. All right, now let's do a positional look at the Eagles cornerback situation. And obviously bringing in Darius Slay is huge. The Eagles now think they have somebody who can match up with opposing wide receivers the first time since, I don't know, Bobby Taylor and big wide receivers. Certainly Asante Samuel didn't do it. Lito Shepard. Sheldon Brown, no. Troy Vincent, not really. Uh, yeah, it looks like this is the first time in a long time. And Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator, has that very idea in mind. Over the last couple of years, we've taken a lot of strides to try to um, avoid the tells on our defense, whether it was man or zone. Uh, really started right after – like the week after the Super Bowl when we started meeting um, in two, two, before the 2018 season, um, we saw where people were going with man routes and pick routes and things like that and said, okay, we're, we're tired of complaining um, 
to the officials that we got picked or that was offensive pass interference. So we need to mitigate it ourselves. We need to, to, to combat it in, in different ways. And one of the ways we did that is we, we didn't, you know, always have corners go over and we tried to, you know, let guys play inside, outside. It, it helped us that we had safeties like Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod, both which were corners in the past. That flexibility went a long way to, um, to going. So, um, you know, there is that. But when you, when you uh, acquire a player like Slay, um, who has that skill set and um, can match a receiver, um, you know, it, does, it adds a different layer to it. So now you guys that play nickel um, are going to need to be able to play outside corner also because every time Slay lines up at the nickel position, um, it's just too easy to tell if the only time he's in there is man-to-man. Um, so I don't, I don't know that it's going to be a um, it, it's going to be a hundred percent all the time thing. Maybe it's a particular game. Maybe it's fifty percent of the games. Maybe it's seventy five percent of the games that Slay is matching a particular receiver. But you will see that from our defense. And in order to do that, it's not just on Slay to know inside and outside, which we have a very good comfort level with and feel like he can do that. But now it's going to put all of your corners, your safeties, and your nickels just a little bit more into they have to be a little bit more multidimensional. If Slay lines up at the nickel, the nickel needs to be able to line up at the outside corner, and you need to be able to play man and zone and blitz from that same look. Um, you know, so it's something we'll get ready for in training camp. Um you know, and, and we'll probably just, you know, let him pick a guy in the huddle because we really won't know who the offense will have out there. But pick a guy, we'll, we'll practice it. And then, um, you know, it'll just be a game plan decision on a weekly basis. Um, you know, number one, if it's a who, and then number two, if it's, um, you know, if we're, if we're going to match that week. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll sort of play it from there. We're really excited about having him. Um, you know, I, I, I had Steph Gilmore early in his career in Buffalo and, um, you know, Steph matched everybody last year with, uh, the Patriots and was all pro player and fantastic. He wasn't ready for that early in his career when I was with him in Buffalo. Um, but you know, Slay is a guy that is sort of at the same point has done a lot of that in the past and it won't be anything new for him. And, uh, really excited to have him. Um, you know, and I think it's going to add a different dimension to our uh, secondary. All right, now let's talk about the overall picture at cornerback. Bringing in from the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast, Fran Duffy and Chris McPherson. Looking forward to your daily podcasts when training camp goes to the field in full pads. Guys, August 17th, really looking forward to that. Your take, guys, on the cornerback position and what Darius Slay means. C-Mac, you begin because we're dying to see number 24 on the field. I think the big thing is not just the playmaking ability, which he is among the league leaders in interceptions and passes deflected over the last couple of seasons. It's a swagger. It's an edge that I think he's going to bring to the defense as well. He wants his teammates to call him slay. That's what he wants to go by. And I think that's a big thing when it comes to helping that defense earn that next level of respect. But there's a ripple effect now because – if he's going to be following the other team's best receiver, that could be outside or in the slot. So the other cornerbacks are going to have to be able to follow suit and be able to be flexible as well with this new mindset of the positionless players in the secondary, Fran. 
Yeah, and I think that's the big thing is that, you know, we, we talk about it all the time on the Journey of the Draft podcast, C-Mac. I know we talked about it with, uh, you know, the, the Clemson secondary in regards to Kayvon Wallace and the top 10 pick, Isaiah Simmons, right? You can't just have one hyper-versatile guy in the secondary. It, it doesn't really work that way. You can make it work, but you really want all of those guys to be able to do a lot of different things. And so when you have Darius Slay, who at times can shadow opposing wide receivers, that's great but you need those other guys to be able to match up and do different things. And so when you look at Avante Maddox, who has got experience playing outside corner, nickel corner, and safety, Jalen Mills can play outside corner, has played some of the slot. He's obviously making that transition to more of a safety role this this year as well. Nikel Roby Coleman, experienced slot corner. Craven LeBlanc, experienced slot corner. Sidney Jones has played both inside and outside. So I think when you look at this secondary, at this cornerback spot, it's all guys that have experience playing inside and outside. And when you've got a a high-level talent like a Darius Slay, that kind of lets you be a little bit more versatile in terms of how you want to deploy those guys moving forward. And the big question, I think, otherwise, Brandon, you touched on it, who is the other cornerback on the opposite side outside? We all expect Darius Slay to start on one side. Nikhil Roby Coleman probably, at least on paper, has a bit of an edge on Craig LeBlanc in the slot, at least based on the way he played in the past. Who's the other cornerback who's going to start here? I mean, huge year for Sidney Jones. We talked about this way back when in the spring. And Russell Douglas has the size and some experience. To me, it seems like all signs are pointing to Avante Maddox. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think all signs would point to Avante Maddox. And obviously, look, what you really would like to see is, you know, Sidney Jones take that next step as well, right? I mean, we've seen uh, high picks in the past that maybe have their struggles early, and then once they kind of get their feet wet, they kind of get, you know, their, their sea legs a little bit, uh, you know, they start to, their, their play evens out a little bit. We saw that with Isaac Sayamalu. We certainly saw that uh, with Nelson Aguilar leading into that, you know, tremendous 2017 campaign when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. You hope for that kind of a step here for Sidney Jones, right? He, he was able to finish the year strong uh, as a reserve corner, made some big plays late in games down the stretch for that Eagles defense. If he's able to make that next step, that's huge. But having a guy like Avante Maddox who has that position versatility as well, and you know you're going to get steady play, man coverage, zone coverage inside out, I think that that's, be, that's really, really big for this defense as well. And I also wouldn't, you, know, you also don't rule out the idea that you do have Jalen Mills there as a little bit of a safety blanket as well. That depends on what's going on at the safety position to, to throw on top of that. Chris, is, is Avante Maddox your leader in the clubhouse? He is. He's the one who started, if you remember, the playoff game against the Seahawks. He, he's played about 25%, about a quarter of his career snaps at the outside corner position. So certainly he has experience there. I, I'm really excited to see, as Fran touched on Sidney Jones, he played about 300 snaps last season and had some clutch moments down the stretch. And you hope that he's able to get past the injuries and the inconsistencies that he's had early in his career. I don't want Rasul Douglas either, just from a standpoint of his own with starting experience. He's probably the most experienced of these reserve corners outside of Jalen Mills, but he brings that size. He brings that length. And, you know, watching the workout videos in the offseason, he's trying to, you know, fine-tune that footwork. So it's going to be a great battle. It's probably one of the really best battles to watch here going into training camp, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And we know this with a new coach in Marquand Manuel. Everybody has a fresh start. Guys, thank you so much. 
And finally, here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group, Miles Sanders is set for a big season number two. Deuce Staley knows all about it, the progression that young running backs make, and he is not going to hesitate to call the number of Miles Sanders in 2020. I'm excited about Miles. I'm excited about him handling the full load. I don't see Miles as a guy that you have to monitor his touches. 15 here, maybe 15 rushes, five passes, no. I don't see him that way. I think you put him in and you let him go. I don't think you have to be careful with him um, because he's one of the guys that is hard to get a hit on. I think you got to be careful with the guys that can't make people miss. So if you put a big workload on those type of guys, this is a violent league, and injuries we know can happen at any time. But if you got a guy that can make people miss and that's kind of special, like Miles, you know, the injury, you know, it goes down a little bit. The percentage goes down. So I think he can go out there and he can handle that part of it. Um, he showed last year. He flashed last year. Uh, he worked hard. Uh, he got to know the offense, the passing game, and the running game, um, and running routes also out of the backfield. Uh, his hands got better. You saw you saw a kid get better every week, and um, we you know coming into camp for a lot of these rookies coming into camp it, it's night and day. They don't know what to expect, you know, from the verbiage uh, to how we practice. Um, to the demand we want from the uh, the demand the demand we want from them. I mean, it's 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 different for him, man. It's different. So for him to come in and being able to get all that and move on and go out there and be successful, I was happy. And that will do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Ray Doyle for their great work. Thanks to all of you for joining me here. We're back next week with more as the Eagles continue to work toward that magical date on August 17th when the pads go on and we really get a sense of what this football team is all about. If you have a chance to rate us, please do so. We've got the link for you in the details section of the library. And we thank you for joining us each and every episode of this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!